This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you very much. That's, I love these rainy days. And we, uh, I know, you do out. love the rainy light. I do. Well, so even. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making fun of me? No, no. It is. No. I can't. I can't even look out there and not feel like... Why aren't we taking pictures? Why aren't we on the roof? Why aren't we out in the rain? You're like, why are we in this booth? It's wasting. Why are we recording? We're wasting all the rain. <laughs> we're only talking about photography. <sighs> we need to change this. We I need know. to do it. It's perfect for rain. It's in. It's it's naturally chaotic. It's just you know we in an early episode we talked about Akira Kurosawa's use of environment mm-hmm. and like that's what we want. That's right. what we're going for. Right. Anyway, um, well, the winter in Northern California—it's lo- actually it's, raining it's now. It's perfect. I'm very happy. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks for coming back. Hi, absolutely. Good to see Hi. you. Um, I had a question for you. I mean, I'm always—you uh, know—I'm such a big uh, embracer of amateur culture mm-hmm. and the hobby of photography. Um, and you know, that's what. Uh, hopefully, the people who listen to this are just people with smartphones, and they're kind of interested in yeah. what they might do. What, but. You also in your career, your mm-hmm. real job, not mm-hmm. this, <laughs> uh, hire photographers. You're actually, you look for professional photographers. I do. And I just, I don't know, I'm kind of curious how you find, what, what you look for in someone who's professional. I, I'm not hoping that the, our amateur audience aspires to be professional, but there is that moment for everybody where, here I'm telling everyone, you've got a great camera, you can take great pictures. Mm-hmm. The subtext might be uh, you don't need a professional anymore. Everyone can do it. And I don't think that's the case. Just because I think anyone can take wonderful pictures and decorate their own homes with them, there are ample times you need a professional. I I, I use the expression that, uh, you know, professionals deliver the goods. You know, they got the tools Mm -hmm. and they can, you know, what do you need? I can do it because the I've mentality, got... mentality, yeah. The skill set, the tools, the ability to deliver on time, on a deadline with uh, dependable results. I so there are times that you definitely yeah. need... And you, even in your... There must be times that you feel like, oh, we can handle this. I'll pull out a camera and I'll take a picture of that thing. But when do you cro- when does it cross <clears> over <throat> that you're like, I need, I need someone who's great. I need a pro. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I would say... I always try to err on the side of I need a pro because, uh-huh. again, I want things that are deliverable. And I feel like, honestly, there's a lot of other things that are on my plate. And so I want someone that can just own it and make sure that they that those pictures are going to be captured. I would say whenever you have an event or an experience or a situation that can't nece- that won't be repeated, mm-hmm. you've got one shot to get it right. And you need to make sure that you have um, a record. Um, with what I do, a lot of them are these are installations. And mm-hmm. so they're up for maybe two to five days and then they disappear and they go away. So the only way that we're able to actually capture this giant, you know, transient crossing mm-hmm. of, a, you know, a digital interactive art installation is through the photographs and through kind of the video. So, so you're using <clears> it to document. It's a, uh, it sounds a little bit like architectural photography, right? Where they, um, Architectural photography is a, a, an interesting specialty yeah. that I've... 
noticed sometimes what they do is that they are, you know, you can't light the room or the set or the thing perfectly. And so they're using, I mean, they'll, they'll use like a, a special light to illuminate some aspect of the room. Yeah. And then the, the camera's locked down. It's on a tripod. And they'll take another picture with the light on something else and another picture with the light on something else. And they go into Photoshop and they put these different images together mm -hmm. to make one seamless picture. And to me, while that's not the hobby of photography that I embrace because I'm not like, that's a lot of work and it yeah. makes her a beautiful scene. <laughs> but you also need to realize as an amateur that like <clears throat> you can't get that picture. You're not going to just go into the room and light it or look at the natural light and get this gorgeous picture of the room. Right. Someone worked super hard to create that. It's like, it's an illustration. Yeah. So you, do you look for people who have done the specific thing before? They're experts at that? Mostly. I mean, I think it, again, when it's something, it is high stakes. There's a lot of, you know, there's a huge investment behind this kind of one time only mm -hmm. um, sort of sort of experience. So I can talk about two things. Um, I can talk about what I look for when hiring a photographer, kind mm -hmm. of the, di the different sort of skills that I need. And then I can talk about the process of hiring, like kind of how I go about that. But I mean, is, is the skills, I mean... <clears throat> Are you looking at their portfolio? Yeah, yeah. Looking at their portfolio or them giving me examples, uh, you know, of, of work that they've shot. It may not be in their, you know, their portfolio or their website, but they can then provide references. We're looking for someone who can capture the the architecture, the beauty of the space that has been designed. Mm -hmm. And then um, the, the other part, and maybe that's 20 percent. Um, I would say the remaining 80% is really capturing the experience of it. I mean, what we're doing is we're creating these in real life um, events and experiences that are designed to facilitate whether it's networking or learning or engagement or whatever that is. So making sure that we have, you know, kind of proof, I guess, but of, of the of it, of it working. Did that person knows these, how to to capture that kind of, of, of sensitivity to that kind yeah, of yeah you have to, you have to get in you have to get close you have to see people interacting when I see sort of bad you know event photography they're really far away they're they're too it's like they're they're almost scared to get in the action and the moments that you want are you know if if, if we were you know networking at a uh -huh. cafe or something it's really us both leaning in you know engaged and seeing that you know th this excitement on faces and capturing those moments i feel like you you talk about this a lot when um when talking about photography and it's these these surprise moments these candid moments mm -hmm. that's really what we're looking for and not everyone can do it so making sure that you have a photographer that that can kind of do both extremes so it's not just the the compositional technical skill of making a beautiful picture but it's the the sensitivity and the timing and the boldness maybe of getting yeah. in and getting those kinds of exactly. special moments. How much of it is the sort of the personality of the photographer? Do you care? I don't know what, what they're like to interact. How, like how much of that is a factor versus, wow, this person's portfolio is beautiful. <laughs> and then you meet them and they're whatever they are. Right. Is that going to make you not hire them because they, <laughs> you know what I mean? You it's know what I'm saying? It's a good question. I would say, for when I'm looking for a studio photographer, mm -hmm. if I'm looking at doing a um, like a print ad or a campaign, mm -hmm. the the work really can speak for itself. It doesn't matter as much um, what the, their bedside manner is. Obviously, bedside manner goes goes a goes a long way. You yeah. want to work with people that you want to work with and that you like working with because you're going to be spending a, a concerted amount of time with them and exposed to them. And mm -hmm. so, if they're a real asshole, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of like. It's a lousy. It's a lousy. Screw yourself. Like I don't need. I, there's other people that I can, you know, that I really enjoy working with, and I like seeing their work as well. You, so even if they are a great photographer, they could be enough of a 
a sort of a dick that you're like, I don't want to work with them. So it isn't yeah. enough to be a great photographer. Exactly. Right? Like you'll make that mistake once and then you're like, okay, <laughs> never again. Do you keep going back to the same people or do, yes. is it very specific for, oh, this is a project where it's very studio-y and this one's very candid yeah. documentary. I would, I would go back to the people that have a really strong skill set. Like there's um, Sonia Savio, who's mm -hmm. a, a great photographer that we work with a lot on capturing you know, kind of making sure she's capturing like the live events and like the excitement. She gets those great personal shots. She gets in. She really excels at that. And she has um, her bedside manner is wonderful. I mean, she understands how to work with not just the client, but also the other attendees. Because as you've talked about a lot is when you're getting close and you're getting into these getting pictures of people. How do you how do you address that? How do you address them? A lot of the times with events, they don't even notice because there are kind of cameras around all mm -hmm, the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, other times people really kind of freeze up. And depending on the event, whether it's skincare and those ladies love getting their picture taken uh -huh. <laughs> or it's a tech, you know, a tech event. And, you know, these guys in socks and sandals and backpacks maybe aren't as comfortable <laughs> getting their pictures taken. So it's um the, the, the process of, you know, working with a photographer and really hiring them is seeing their work and getting to know them, kind of talking to them, talking about tough situations. Things also always change on the fly, you know, in real life or mm -hmm. at, a, at an event and an experience. And um, being flexible and capable of rolling with those punches and still confident enough in your abilities and time management to get all the shots that are on the shot list. So if you are um, uh, a regular human, and <laughs> which is what you've been hired here for, right? Okay, yes, yes, regular, <laughs> regular human, you, check. Okay, good. Um, and it's your wedding. It's your... Uh, so a party you want to have a photographer at, you've decided it's important for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for specifically? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a great, um, it's a great question. I think it depends. You have to sort of look at yourself first and really understand what your expectations are and if you and what you want to get out of it. So say it's your wedding. Um, you know, this isn't something, hopefully, this isn't something you're going to be doing a lot. So you want to make sure you're getting, <laughs> Well, you know, my third the... <laughs> wedding was well photographed. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, got it right. Third time is the charm. It is. Um, but, uh, you know, say it's your wedding. My, my cousin is actually getting married. And so he um, and his fiance were asking, on, you know, what do you do? We really like candid shots. How do you find the right photographer? And I, the advice I gave was, Understand the pictures that you want that are most important. Create kind of a shot list, the same thing I do for work. What are the things and the times that you want? Okay, coming down the aisle at the altar. You know, maybe family shots aren't that important, so those posed family shots. They mm -hmm. definitely, you know, weren't for me personally. Like, well, people always say, uh, you know, <clears throat> they want, they love the candid exactly. pictures, right? They just, the, the, those private moments, please yeah. capture that. And at the same time, it's like, oh, wait, we're all here. Can we get a picture with grandma and everybody in this giant group? And the ability to do those two different pictures are so different. Yes. Yeah. People who can shoot those group shots, that's its own art form mm -hmm. and to make it look nice and get everyone looking in the right way. And, right. And uh, I'm always concerned that they think they want the candid. Like that's a that's a documentary photographer. That's someone who's very stealthy mm -hmm. and and using available light and right. Right. That, per that person isn't necessarily the one who's going to be great at just shooting the pictures we think we need to have because everyone's there. But would you get two photographers? Mm, I mean, sometimes there's a lot of photographers. I mean, since we're talking about weddings, there are a lot of wedding photographers that work as teams. Mm. And so th mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, you know, husband and wife teams or friend teams that do kind of specialize. It's also great to have... Um, I actually have very, very talented um, photographer friends, Jessica and Clark, who work as a team... Um, 
like on one event and they're not wedding photographers they're i mean they're they'll do like the cover of fast company or mm -hmm, something like that mm -hmm. um but they are what they do when they shoot together is one kind of disarms the subject and so the other is able to capture those those you know those <laughs> candid thoughts and, and then it kind of switches and so they actually get these great photos and they they sort of specialize in different things and so if you're looking at for you know a wedding photographer if they're working in teams or finding someone that can do both understanding what your expectations are as mm -hmm. as the person hiring um, okay, yes, I want just a few family pictures. It's more just for posterity. I'll probably never look at those pictures, but get them out of the way. And then having that documentary film photo documentary photographer who gets in and really captures candid shots of every single person. That you know, that's what I want. And showing the photographer examples of photos that you like helps everyone understand. Mm -hmm. um, I use a term uh, at work, and I, I call it a test for preference. And so it's, for example, um, you, you give me a look, you're like, please explain that. Yeah. So when you create a mood board or a concept, um, typically a mood board is an image, is a, is a, it's not really a board anymore, but it's something, you know, in Illustrator or Photoshop, it's kind Pinterest. of an art board. Pinterest. A Pinterest It's great board. for that, yeah. Exactly. So you have a bunch of different images that are kind of creating a mood. And what's important when you are sort of showing your work or a concept or whatever is that test for preference do you like this image? Do you not like this image? It is as important to know what you don't like as, as it is to know what you like. So when you have a photographer, either you're sharing images of things you like or don't like, or they're sharing images with you of kind of their direction, it's really important to have those conversations up front so that you guys can make sure that you have an alignment with the kind of creative direction mm -hmm. that you're seeking. Do you make a mood board for like the wedding? Uh, of the not just the whole wedding, which I know people do frequently, yeah. like how they want it to feel, but specifically for the photography of it, that I would like my pictures of the wedding to be like this set. I found these are black and white. These are yeah. color. These are unusual shapes. This is what I want to come out with. Is and, and so you make this, and then you present that. I would guess to the photographer saying this yeah. is kind of what my hope, my expectation is. Yeah, and I did. I mean, I definitely did that. Um, for and I do that for events all the time. I mean, when I think when I'm like, okay, for example, when you have a group of people working together, sometimes it's hard to sort of art direct. How do you want them to pose? If I want a group shot, I don't want it to be my my seventh grade softball picture, um, <laughs> which actually didn't play softball in seventh grade, so like that would be non existent. Um, okay. but uh, <laughs> just seemed just uh, like the alliteration, I guess. Anyway, mm -hmm. but my um. You don't want it to be like that boring. You know, maybe I want it more like Annie Leibovitz style. I oh, want right. people. Like those Esquire panel where everyone's yeah. kind of doing their own. Everyone's kind of sitting on a couch and lounging differently and, you know, looking forward, but in, in a, you know, interesting, beautiful way that kind of fits their, their, you know, their own aesthetic. But I just, I just looked at someone's wedding picture. Yeah. I think it was a wedding picture and it was someone trying to do that kind of Annie Leibovitz mm -hmm. Esquire, Vanity Fair, whatever that, that panorama of people standing around. And it was incredibly weak. It was too far back. Oh, yeah. And each group of people doing whatever they were doing was uh, f too fake. Right. And it seemed wrong. And y you realize how good Annie Leibovitz is, oh, like, in amazing. creating these moments. And also, she's doing it like an architectural photographer. They're coming back in and Photoshop and get, like, you two from that picture and you two from this picture. Exactly. And so, again, you're measuring yourself against someone like Annie Leibovitz, not just a great photographer, but with his great skills in post-production. Mm-hmm. And now you're on an iPhone and you're trying to do this shot where everyone, there's 20, 20 people each having a little vignette and it's hard to do. And, and I would say a professional photographer you know, wouldn't be shooting on an iPhone in this case. Right, right. They would also be, you know, they're going to understand the kind of the capacity of a frame, mm -hmm. whereas an amateur would not. And because it isn't something that, you know, 
um, Grandma Annie isn't going to be around all, all the time, you know, to, to, to be around for the, you know, your fourth wedding. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you get the, the right shot. So they're going to kind of limit the number of people per set. They can, if they're going to kind of create the composition, they can take another photo of another group. And then you kind of have maybe like a triptych or something. Yeah. But having having moments that you feel you can't replicate and you want images that you really want to ha- you like really want to have and it's you, really important right? your expectations are I would say always hire a professional but there are moments that you know where we talked about this before about um, well what if you just have a bunch of cameras everywhere everyone does kinda... that's a common thing yeah. or it used to be more common with the little disposable cameras they'd have right. on every table right. at the reception and they'd be an instruction go shoot whatever yep. and we'll go print them I'd say like three quarters of those are un- unbearably lousy <laughs> But there's always something kind of fun in there. There is. And there's it's those surprise moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I think the equivalent is there's an app that you can, everyone just kind of loads their photos to. Um, uh, if, you know, during good. a certain amount of time, they can automatically load or you can have a hashtag that everyone posts with that hashtag and then you collect them that way. Conferences would do that too. Yeah. Everyone, if you're posting stuff, use the hashtag. Exactly. NAB 2019 or whatever the thing I, is, right? Exactly. But still with those photos, you're not getting, you're going not going to get those candid um, or enough of those like really candid, beautiful moments mm-hmm. between people, you know, interacting in real life. Well, I hope people will. I mean, I, I don't think that it's a mutually exclusive sort of um, goal for 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 what we're talking about here yeah. is that that everyone can embrace their own photography, can take pictures that are good enough to go on their walls right. and that their everyday photography is really good. And yet photographers who are professional are great to have around. You need to know who's good. And maybe you're just a more educated consumer now Mm -hmm. when you go to hire that professional photographer. The bar is up a little bit. If I just wanted a crappy picture with the feet cut off, I could have done that. (laughs) You know, but I expected you to get, know how the lighting was going to work and get everyone organized. And uh, so that's good. I mean, yeah, maybe a good thing to come out of this is not only that you can embrace your own photography, but you're a smarter consumer for hiring pros and can discuss photography a little bit better and oh absolutely and i think the other the other piece too is um aspiring to be better by seeing better work and mm-hmm. so having those uh th- those candid moments you know that the documentary um photographer style of not being as afraid you know maybe your bedside manner becomes a little bit bolder because you you're like oh you can just you'll get in there and you get the photo so um, learning from people that are better. I think this is something that we've, you know, we do constantly. We do throughout history, whether you're a painter um, and you're studying the masters or mm-hmm. you're a tennis player and you're playing with better players. And would you would you think that um, y- y- someone who is a, pr- a fine art photographer who is great, professional mm-hmm. at that, yeah. still might not be able to do your wedding? True. Right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, just don't sure. have the skills to, to, I mean, I think even for my own my own stuff, I think I'm a, an awesome photographer. I'm willing mm-hmm. to say that, but it doesn't mean I, I'm not a professional. I can't shoot in every situation. Right. And the reason I would shoot something is if someone wanted it to look like the way I shoot stuff. Right. Whereas a yeah. pro, they have some latitude. I would hope that mm-hmm. they could shoot that kind of style. But if you need it to be this other style, they can be that too. They can deliver. They can deliver the goods. Exactly. Deliver the goods. I like that. That's right. Well, all right. Um, Hopefully everyone who's preparing for their wedding and looking for photographers will be, feel a little better about (laughs) all this. Um, Let's wrap it up. That sounds great. Well, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. If you have any questions about a wedding or uh, photographers, we're here for you. Yeah. 
Please leave reviews, ratings on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe. And as we say every week, we get our listeners from you telling your friends. So please don't forget to um, leave reviews on iTunes and spread the word. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us on this rainy day. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about until next time.